0: Hi, welcome to The Cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at d-k-e-n dot Hi, welcome back to The cottage. Here we go again. We are in step one of our Songs of Ascent. We've completed our seven-part introduction. And this session, we want to begin with step one. That is, there are 15 psalms known as the Psalms of Ascent, as we discussed in our seven-part introduction. And we are on the first psalm, Psalm 120. And we're going to do several parts on it. And today is part one where we begin to explore step one in the ascent. And step one is involving repentance. And so we look forward to you enjoying this session as we move through Psalm 120 in these next few parts. Hope you're enjoying our podcast, and we look forward to you joining us in future broadcasts.
1: Let us pray. Father, we do long to trust and obey for there is no other way. There's no other way that you have for us than this way. And we want to walk that way. Help us, Father. Help us to understand these truths, to walk in the way that you have for us. Help us to do what you have called us to do, to take that step of faith into all that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We're beginning our ascent with the Psalms of Ascent. And the first psalm of the 15 is Psalm 120. And the theme of this psalm in the book that we have in the back uh, by Dr. Eugene Peterson is repentance. And so we're talking about these 15 psalms, Psalm 120 to uh, 124. The first section is about going up to design in the first section, making that climb, making that ascent. So we've done a seven-part introduction to this. It's all out there on the Internet. We put it out there. The links are in the back if you want to grab those and you want to catch up if you've missed any. Um, some, of the, uh, some of them I've had to summarize because the recordings didn't work. But you'll get the idea of what we're talking about here, that they were on their way to meet God three times a year, specifically the last one. In the change of the year to a brand new year. And when we're talking about doing something new. And so this is exciting actually for me. Uh, It's interesting that my children will be off school tomorrow morning. uh, Because of a Hindu festival, the Festival of Colors. But by April 15th, tax day for us, is a brand new year in Nepal. It's a happy new year. And we will be heading toward that same trajectory in the sense of as we make this climb ahead of Easter on april 9th and so that's coming as we spring forward and so we're talking about repentance or contrition the idea that what we did we don't want to do anymore we want to do something else it's the common bond of the people of god reconstitute themselves out of the exile they are coming back zion after they were kicked out remember we said in joshua 5 when joshua goes in that god told joshua that if you're just like them i will kick you out and that's what happened jeremiah warned this and they were kicked out into exile such that three deportations went to babylon to the east and we discussed that last wednesday night about going east and it's always interesting, you know, we did the Christmas story where the wise men come from the east, but they're moving westward. So we continue this idea of they're kicked out toward the east, just like Adam and Eve were kicked out toward the east of Eden. And to return to God is a westward journey, but it's it's an idea of moving up. And even in this country, we started in the east, and everybody talked about going west is the idea of finding these things. and so. We're making this climb, just like the sun rises in the east, sets in the west. We're following that trajectory to rise toward this place. But how do you get there? And I think repentance has been misunderstood. I, I largely think so, and I think Peterson nails it. Because I've already on this trajectory myself from my other studies. But I think Peterson has nailed it. And so I want to get into this. Remember, this is the song of degrees. We're moving from one degree to another. This is the first one of 15. There's 15 of the 150, a 10%. Okay? And it's interesting that the Christian church has modeled this in Lent being 40 days, which is approximately 10% of a year. We have 365, sometimes 366 days in a year. 10% of that would be 36.56, rounded up is 40. Lent is typically 40 if you don't count the Sundays because they consider Sundays as Sabbaths. So you've got this idea of 10% of the year giving over to the Lord and what you'll do with that. And so we're going to begin in verse 1 here. In my distress, I cries in the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee? What shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn in Meshach, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul hath longed dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. In other words... They're in exile. They're not where they want to be. They're far off. We're not where we want to be. So how do we get where we want to be? How do we get where God wants to take us? And if you're in the wrong place, how do you get to the right place? It's repentance. We start off with song number 180. You do a 180, you turn around. You turn around, you do a 180. Repentance is simply not doing what you used to do so you can do what you need to do. In other words, as Peterson has pulled this uh, quote from Minucius, an uh, ancient proverb from the East, before a man can do things, there must be things he will not do. And that's the idea of Lent. Before you can do something, there has to be things you cannot do. And I'm trying to figure that out. I've got so many hours in the morning on the phone with my wife and kids. So many hours in the phone in the evening with my wife and kids. I've got two jobs. I'm working. I've got everything to balance. Living with my brother, other family, here, other things. I've got the choose. And my brother has constantly given me this advice he got from his pastor's wife years ago. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. And that was my Ph.D. My Ph.D. was saying yes to the Ph.D., but
0: no to everything else.
1: But it's because I focused, I was able to do it. So when we tell someone, yes, I'm going to do that. That means I'm saying no to everything else. So to, in order to tell God, yes, in order to make this climb, we have to repent by saying no to all these things. Are they necessarily in and of themselves good or bad? Some things can be good. Some things can be bad. A lot of things can be neutral. But the question is, what are you saying yes to? And what are you willing to say no to to get that yes? Because we're getting ready to make this climb. And to make this climb, to make this first step, say, I'm going to climb this mountain. Which means I can't go do all these other things. And we preface this series in January by trying to focus on seeking the Lord and what God wants to do. And so we're looking at trying to do something new. How do you do something new? By saying no to the old so in second timothy 3 i've heard this so many times i've been waiting to do this passage of course it lands i never know when god's going to give me these things or allow me to preach them i don't know what i'm doing that's my secret the secret to my success is i don't know what i'm doing okay i did whenever god figures it out okay it's amazing Okay, so here we go. Finally, I've heard this over and over again, so here's it's time to get into this verse because I keep hearing this in this church. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. I've heard this over and over again in this church what's our response though but evil men and seducers shall what I keep hearing this over again worse and worse the world is worse and worse it's never. I hear this over and over again so what are we going to do what's our response if the world is worse and worse what is our response what did he say read the words before that he said but, the godly are to, are, but, but we are to live a godly life They're worse and worse. We should not stop what we're doing. Or pray that God hits the eject button so we can get out of here. What is the response? Paul says they're getting worse and worse, but what are we supposed to do? Well, we keep preaching this negative thing. Oh, the world is getting worse and worse and worse. The Bible prophesied it's going to get worse and worse and worse. But what is our response? Well, we get better and better and better. That's what I'm trying to show you, that we've got to do something different. If the world is growing and waxing worse and worse, then what is our response? We are to get better and better. When the enemy goes low, what do we do? Do we get down with the enemy? No. We maintain the high ground. The like, thing got off on the phone. It looks great on the laptop. We maintain the high ground. Don't be deceived in the enemy's trap to bring you down to his level. We maintain the high ground. I want to take this church up. Everything's going down. The toilet, fine. Let's go up. Let them go down. We're going up. If it's getting worse and worse, let's get better and better. Until he comes. Until he comes. Because this is the God who says, no matter what's going on, No matter what is going on, I will make good out of it. I will make good out of it. Maintenance. Think about maintenance. We're doing a lot of maintenance around this church. We're having estimates done. Don't know how much it's going to cost. But this is an old building. Ask Sherlyn. She's been busy all day with Ed running around cleaning up water. What do we got maintenance? Maintenance is maintaining order in the midst of brokenness and chaos. Trying to get things back in order. This world is broken. What's the answer? The answer is for us to maintain. What did Paul say? They're getting worse and worse. But you continue Timothy. In what you have known. From a child. To be right and true. You continue. They're going crazy. They're going insane. Like a chicken with the head cut off. But you don't go crazy. The world's going mad. You don't get mad. You should have the peace that passes all understanding and even misunderstanding to have God's peace in our lives no matter how bad it gets. We're supposed to have peace no matter how bad it gets. Now this is hard to maintain. It's hard for me to try to offer peace to my family that's scattered all over to talking to my sister-in-law in Croatia this morning. Things are not, you know, as rosy as they were. His honeymoon is over. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why they hired her to work there. It's not as rosy as she thought it was going to be. It's tough. Trying to minister to her. Minister to my wife and my children in the situation there. And they, they've got all their families scattered all over that part of the world. Trying to give them peace. at the same time me peace. I didn't bring up your name Friday night, but I wanted to. But Saturday I called you about the flat tire. But I was like, I wasn't going to blame you. Actually, they were doing utility work on the road, and they must have left something in the road for me so my tire could find it, and I got a big old crack in my tire. I'm sitting there, and I'm pumping air in that thing, and nothing's happening. What happened? I couldn't see it that night. I took it to the tire place, and they showed me the big crack, the Grand Canyon in my tire. I don't know what I ran over, but man, they left something in the road because they're in a hurry why because it's beer 30 right on friday so we got to go so leave the road a mess and who cares what it does and that's what we do and that's one of the things that i learned in asia asians were trying to teach me that you should live a life where you're not being a burden to someone else that you try to live in a state of what is the last fruit of the spirit self-control self-control where you are able to control yourself, maintain yourself, so you're not a burden to others needlessly. Obviously, if you have a need, you have a need. But if constantly you're a burden to other people, then what good are you? So the idea is that we maintain ourselves. So he's saying, do this. Repentance is getting back on track and sustaining the trajectory. I have been telling you we're going to make this climb the first Part of this climb is to decide. The first step is repentance. That I'm going to say no to all these other things because I want to say yes to what God is wanting to do. And is it worth it for you to say yes to God? Because we said count the cost. Because there's no point in going halfway up this mountain or partway up the mountain and then going back down. What have you achieved? Nothing. And the world laughs at you and says, well... Okay, these Christians, they talk about this mountain, but they never get there. They never climb it. It must not be all that. So repentance is walking in God's way. I keep quoting to you Psalm 23, verse 4, even though I walk. When you read verse 1, 2, and 3, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not walk. And he does this, and God does that, and God does this, and everything's fine and dandy. We got quiet waters, we got green pastures, everything is wonderful. And then all of a sudden, verse 4, even though I walk. Now, what happened to God? (laughs) God, when He leads you, you will be in the right place at the right time. So I did not come here yesterday because hurt my knee probably doing the tire change, so I'm like Rose wanting to stay home so I can be here today because this is what God wants me to do. So figuring out saying no to certain things so you can say yes to other things. And be where God wants you to be when he wants you to be there because he's going to lead you. And when he leads you, he can take you through that valley. But most of the time that valley, and we learned this from David, most of the time that valley is what? It's because we made wrong choices. And we need to repent and decide we're going to make the right choices to follow what God wants. And God is a very patient father. Very patient to allow us to make those mistakes but to get us back on track. Repentance, most people see repentance as something negative. All the bad things you've done, repent of them. But they never talk about the good things you can do. And I believe that's what's going on here. That God wants to express repentance is not all the bad sin in your life and things you used to do, but all the good that you can do. To walk away from that into what you can do. And we've made repentance this like scary thing, you know. And repentance should be something that we can do. That God is inviting us to do. That you can make this climb. But you have to say no to all these things. Warren Buffett is still in the same house he's had forever. Rick Warren wrote that book, Purpose Driven Life, Driving the Same Pickup Truck. He used his money to pay the church back all of his salary. Everything the church ever gave him he gave all that money back to the church because he said, I I don't know, I taught this at the church and then released it and I had no idea it was going to sell all that money. Driving the same pickup, living in the same house, saying no to that stuff so I can be successful and give out of my surplus to others. That's self-control, controlling yourself. But yes, we do falter. We do make mistakes. But God's not there with a lightning bolt to smack us upside the head. God is gently calling us to say, okay, you went that way, now back out, it's the wrong turn. You know, your phone, you're driving. I think I've told you this before, but I would tell you the story. I came over here, I got this phone, and it's telling me which way to go. And sometimes, you know, and this is what happened. I remember one morning, I'm learning the, the way to go to work, and it's amazing. My phone tells me to go to work different ways all the time. It tells me to go home different ways it can't decide and I'm like well it must know something on the road that I don't know but one morning I'm engaged with my wife and children in Nepal probably too much but I'm engaged with them and I notice that I'm going to work a different way and I'm not sure if Siri took me a different way or I made a wrong turn and Siri just adjusted and got me to where I needed to go so I showed up work I'm guessing the latter. I think that I talked so much to my wife, I didn't pay attention, I missed my turn. But then Siri knew that, and Siri rerouted me, and I got to where I needed to go. That's repentance. But there was another time when I missed my turn, talking to my mom, and wasn't paying attention, and I was so angry, because "Ah, I missed my turn. Now, most people, this is how you think of repentance. I missed my turn. What do I think I have to do in my flesh? I think I got to turn the car around and go all the way back to the turn that I missed and then do it right. And then all the time I've lost and I'm just stressed out tense, tension. I'm so angry. How could you miss that turn? And Siri's like just saying, hey, wait a minute. I'll just take you. Calm down. There's another way. You didn't make it that way. Okay, that option's off the table. And for you to go back to that turn is more trouble than if you just take this other way. I'll still get you there, God says. I will still get you there. It's repentance. I'm still going to get you there as long as you're willing to let me lead you. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and he will lead me. Let God lead you. And repentance is when you make wrong turns that you let God lead you despite those wrong turns to still get you where he wants you to go. Rather than focusing, I was so focused that time. I can't believe how stupid. I mean, what's the big deal? I lost like 15 minutes, maybe. I might have lost uh, how much gas I lost because I went a long way home. I still got home. Wasn't the end of the world. Russia didn't nuke Ukraine and America. It's, it's like, why does my blood pressure have to go so high over missing a turn? It's no big deal. It happens. But when God leads you, because if you don't listen to this thing, sometimes you're running into construction, you're running into a oct- car accident, you're running into this you're, And sometimes this ain't right, you know? And so that's what I was saying about Friday. Friday, I was on my way to see Mike and I got the call. Mike is not feeling good. And can we reschedule? And so I turned the car around to get a flat tire. But I have a warranty that I paid for. Shouldn't, probably shouldn't have bought it, but I gotta want, you know how they get you to sign papers and you're just like, I wanna get out of here and you sign too many papers. But anyway, I got a new tire. The car's got fifty-some thousand miles on it. Those tires got fifty-some thousand miles on it. I got a new tire. I can look at it positively. We can look at repentance negatively. Man, you're going to hell. We can look at it positively. God wants to take you. Even though you went that way, God still wants to take you another way. He'll still get you there. That's repentance. He will take you there. It may not be the way he originally intended for you to go. You could have done it a better way, but he still wants to get you there. 1 John 2.6 He that saith he abides in him ought to walk so as he... Even as he walked, we are to walk like Jesus walked. This is what the ascent is. This is what discipleship is. To be a disciple, a follower of Jesus means what? We follow Jesus. It's not that hard. (laughs) We live like Jesus. Christians are supposed to be like Christ. That's what we're aiming for. That's the target. We're walking like he walked. We're trying to do what he did to be Christ, the light of the world. In this world. Because we are the body of Christ. That's what we've been saying. So, Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet. And a light unto my path. We sang that. When we walk with the Lord. In the light of His word. We just sang that. It's a light unto my path. The word of God is a light. We turn to the word. So that we can turn to God. So that the word can be like Syria And tell us which way to go. And it's the light, it illuminates for us. Because I don't know which way to go. Should I go here or go there? Then look at the Word. And the Word will tell us. But we walk the Word out. We become the Word made flesh again in us as it was in Jesus. Jesus didn't abolish the Torah. Jesus is Torah. He is the law walking around. He is what God wanted all along from us. God is showing you and me, showing us in the Word where to go from here and it's up. He wants to take you higher. They're going down. It's waxing worse and worse. Okay, they're going down. We're going up. We don't have to go down there with them. We can go up. Repentance is going up. Changing directions. Following God. I love this illustration. Did you read the book? I don't know if you read it. I can't remember. It's a chapter on repentance. Dr. Eugene Peterson. He said, most of us when we see lightning, if you're walking through the forest, and this is from the rabbis. He got this from the rabbis. And the rabbis was like, when you see lightning, wow, you're scared to death. I'm going to die. It's going to split the tree. You know how we think fatalistically about all the bad things are going to happen? Oh my goodness. I'm going to catch pneumonia. I'm going to die. I'm going to... I'm, 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 I'm. What did the rabbi say? When God gives you lightning in the sky, don't necessarily think it's the judgment of God so that he's going to strike you and fry you and you're going to hell center. No, he's lighting your path. Look at that. There's a pathway lit up. Use the lightning to say, oh, this is the way I need to go. God's giving you a light in your darkness. He's not necessarily judging you. He's trying to help you to find your way. Thy word is a light unto your path, so you know which way to go, the right way to go. I'm thinking of a story. (laughs) Amazing story. There was... You you ever have those people... Do we we have these people here, Karen? I don't know. When I I grew up, the ladies across the street, catty-corner from us, they knew everything that was going on. They didn't have the cameras... That you buy, what is that, the cameras off of, I don't know what, they, they didn't have those, they were the cameras. <laughs> they spent their entire day looking out the window to see who's doing what. They knew everything going on. Matter of fact, they saw my brother mowing the yard, they hired him to mow the yard, and then they did bridge, and they told all the bridge mates that my brother can mow, and he was mowing 30 some lawns every summer, making tons of money, because they were looking out and they were watching him go, man, that guy's doing a really good job. They saw everything. There is a lady that was looking out the window. And it was a terrible day. And she's feeling it. You know how it is? You know, uh, Katie keeps talking about it. I understand because I got a knee that, that gets messed up when the weather turns bad. You know, you don't feel right when the weather's bad. You know, my brother the other day, it was so cloudy for like, I don't know how many days. We hadn't seen the sun for days. I was so depressed. He was telling me that he was talking to another guy. And there's a study that if you haven't seen the sun in so long, that you get really depressed. It messes with you when you don't see the sun. And this lady's like super depressed. She is just super depressed. And it's storming outside. And she's oh my goodness, could could it be a tornado? The roof of the house go off? Am I going to die? She doesn't have her husband. She doesn't have her children, her grandchildren. She's all alone. She's worried to death. And the lightning flashing outside. And she looks out the window, thinking, hey, yeah, surely, you know, today, if the wind blows, they cancel school. Surely there's no school today, right? It's just a terrible storm. It's such a storm that there's, surely there's no school today. Nobody in the right mind would be out in this weather. And she looks outside, and there's somebody outside in the weather. And there's this child looking up. And she's like, What in the world? And every time the lightning flashed, the child looked up and she's like, What in the world is going on? This child has no umbrella, this child's gonna get sick, pneumonia. Man, if I was that child's mother, well, where is that mother? She's gonna call the police and say, Hey, where's child, children, family services? What's going on? This child is out there in the rain and the mess, it's terrible. And she ah she was so angry. So angry. And the next time the child came by, and it was a sunny day, she asked the child, she said, child, what were you doing? It's such a terrible, how, it's so horrible, what were you doing? She said, what do you mean, what was I doing? She said, well, you're out there in the rain and you're looking up into the sky, what's going on? She said, well, God was taking my picture. I was just smiling for him. <laughs> Where well, that lady saw such a terrible thing in that storm, that child saw God is wanting to take my picture. 'Cause he's flashing, you know. That's the flash going off every time. My God, <laughs> she's walking through the storm with a big smile. Even though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for Thou art with me. My God is taking my picture. Jeez, walking through the storm. Jeez, what do we do when we walk through the? Storm? Oh man, you <laughs> we me too. But this is what God wants. This is what God... We're losing our focus here. Repentance is simply seeing God where nobody else can. Doing what God wants when nobody else will. The things of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word I've hid in my heart so that when I come up on a situation the word will teach me I know what to do And I know I can follow the word. And even when you take a wrong turn, Siri is there to tell you what to do. Siri is there to tell you what to do. To get you back on track. We preach repentance as if, oh, you're going to go to hell. Those things are true. If you keep persisting. But we don't teach the other side. You don't have to sin anymore. All you have to do is do what God says. You don't have to sin anymore. You can start doing what God wants you to do. What is sin? Doing what God doesn't want you to do. Why? Because it hurts you. It hurts him. And it hurts everybody else. So God is just wanting to stop the hurt in this world. That's it. That's simply it. He's wanting you to stop hurting yourself. Hurting others. And hurting him. Simple. But if you've got a scab. And you just keep picking it. And picking it. And it gets infected. And keep eventually they're going to cut that thing off. You're going to lose your arm. If it gets gangrene, you'll lose your whole body. You'll die. God is simply trying to bring healing where there's hurt. Not more hurt. But if we wait until the cancer's too late, then it's tough. But if we do the treatment, we get to ring the bell. It's gone. It's gone. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey in Luke 9.3. Take nothing for your journey. Take nothing. Take nothing. Lighten up! <laughs> Let go! And let's go! Let's climb! Lighten up! Travel light. So that you can smile when the lightning flashes. Because God is showing you a better way. Leave it behind where it belongs. Leave all that stuff behind. We're getting ready to climb up. You don't want to carry all that stuff. My wife's like, you don't want to carry all that stuff we got to go up the mountain. You don't want to carry all that stuff. You don't need it. Oh, but i got to have this, you know. No, you don't. We think we got to have all this stuff. We don't need it. Lighten up and go where God longs to take you. Will you make this step up? Will you make this step up? God wants us to travel light. He wants us to make these steps up. Repentance is simply walking where he shows us. As opposed to walking in the darkness. Because his light is not there. He doesn't want you to go there. Saying no to everything. So you can say yes to what is worth everything. Let's pray. Father we thank you for this wonderful message. That our first step is repentance. That we are to repent. That we are to repent. They were in a bad place. And they begin to say, hey, we're in this bad place. We're not where we need to be. What's wrong with the world? Everything is amiss. So we need to find the right path. And they were crying out to you in Psalm 120 how to get on the right path. To repent and to go your way. They had done it their way and it didn't work out. And now they wanted to go your way. And they were crying out to you that everything is wrong nothing is right so what do we do what's our response as everything is getting worse and worse and the world is waxing worse and worse waxing worse and worse worse, worse waxing worse and worse worse. okay fine it's waxing worse worse but we're going to look up and see that our salvation draweth nigh we're going to look up in those flashes and between those raindrops and we're going to see you and we're going to smile because we know that you're watching us And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for you are with us. Your rod and your staff will comfort us. And when we make a wrong turn, you will help us make it right. That's true repentance. Help us to understand these things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot cc We look forward to seeing you next time God bless you